Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I am Anthony Bermudez, your host, and once again, I'm here with Derek Carlson. Hey, Anthony, it is great to be back. Another podcast, uh, ready to rock and roll today. Yeah, you're ready, like the sun rising and the sun setting. I could count on you. And today, uh, the topic of discussion is lead conversion and lead follow-ups. Absolutely, Anthony. I mean, up until now, we've spent a lot of time on how to generate business, right? How to generate those leads. Uh, We haven't spent any time, or if we have, very little time on the process of lead conversion and lead follow-up. Because here's the deal. All the leads in the, the world mean absolutely nothing if you don't have a system in place to be able to follow up, to touch those leads, so when they're ready to make a purchasing decision, mm-hmm. three months, four months, to incubate those leads, right. um, if you don't have a system in place, um, you're going to leave a lot of money on the table. Right. And, and I'm going to say it right now. The money and your commission checks is based on how relentless you're going to pursue the leads that you generate. So you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty, so what we're going to do over, uh, go over right now is a little bit of an introduction. Uh, I'm going to talk about a thing that, that is uh, a study that was recently done of why you must, I repeat must, call every lead back within five minutes of receiving that lead. Wow. Um, I'm going to talk about the overall cost of a lead because a lot of agents don't know how much these leads are actually costing them. I'm not talking about, hey, 10 bucks a lead or 20 bucks a lead. I'm talking about a 100 percent closed sale lead mm. and if you knew that uh, uh what you were paying for every transaction based on all of the leads that you generate mm-hmm. you would make sure that you didn't let one of them right one of them go to the wayside because you didn't follow up properly the other thing we're going to talk about is the tools needed there's some crm systems out there that will help you do your job okay. more efficiently and then what i'd like to call the seven to twelve step or follow-up system, seven to 12 touches. So the first thing I want to go over is why are we having this conversation? Well, a recent study was done, and this is going to blow you away. A recent study was done. Nearly 70% of all leads generated never get a return phone call. Wow. And you know, I've mentioned this in the past that our industry has a high failure ratio, right? Um, with Within five years, it's something like 80% of all small business owners will be out of business. Mm-hmm. When I see stats like that, and then I see the failure rate in our industry, it makes perfect sense, yeah. right? Um, 70%, that's seven out of 10, seven out of 10 leads are never even getting a return phone call. I want you to think about this. Imagine if you're in line at Dunkin' Donuts, okay? And you're getting your, you like cafe, latte, mocha, whatever. Everyone else does but me. But all right, <laughs> I, I'm not a coffee guy as I drink, my, I, I drink my energy drink right here. But anyways, imagine standing in line at Dunkin' Donuts, right? And the cashier says next, and she helps that person that's next. And then there's nine other people in line. And the next seven people, after she helps that first person, she doesn't even look at them. She doesn't take their order, doesn't ask them, what would you like today? Right. 
She just stares at them. Eventually, seven of the ten that are in line are going to walk away, and then she'll help the other two or whichever ones stay around. Right. But look at all the business that was lost, all because she was unwilling, incapable, didn't care. And it just shocks me that seven out of ten are not even getting a return phone call. That's disgusting if you ask me. But here's the thing that you need to think of. And and we've gone over this in the past. And this is where I'm hoping the rookie agents. Right now, make a promise to yourself. If you generate a lead, if you want to be better than 70% of the other salespeople out there, and let's face it, we are in the sales industry. If you want to be better than 70%, make a promise, a stand, something that you believe in that you will call every single lead back. Period. If you do that one thing, I promise you, you'll make more money. Okay. And here's why this is critical now more than ever, especially in the world of online marketing. The average consumer is going to seven realtor websites prior to working with an agent. Mm. Sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. However, when you take into consideration that 70% of the seven, approximately 4.9 or five of the seven, won't ever return the call. Yeah, you, there is no competition. It's you and another another agent in town. Yeah, so you really have a fifty fifty shot at converting if you follow up with that person, even though they filled out seven realtor websites. Five of the other agents aren't even going to call. So you have a fifty fifty shot yeah. eventually to work with that buyer. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Now. Here's the other thing, and I always talk about the science of real estate agent marketing. Even the agents that do call, the three out of 10 that do follow up and call, out of the ones that do call, 80% of all salespeople and all realtors, according to these studies, stop calling after the third attempt. Mm. Okay? And here's what's going to happen. And I'll go into this in a little bit more detail. You're going to find out that the money is in the sweet spot, which is five, six, seven attempts or more. So if you have, right off the bat, 70% of the agents not even making the phone call, and the ones that do, 80% of them are not going beyond the third call, even though the money is in follow-up call number five, six, seven, eight, or nine, if you are relentless, I repeat, relentless, in following up with every single lead, Even the people that tell you no, you've got to have an attitude that it's no now, not no forever. Even if you follow up with them, you're going to make a hell of a lot more money at the end of the year. And I got to tell you right now, I have some agents that I've seen generate a lot of business, but they are horrible, horrible at lead follow-up. They've got no systems. They've got nothing in place. And that's what we're going to try to go over today. Um, And again, remember, no means no right now, not forever. You got to ask yourself this question. They went on seven realtor websites on average. You're following up with them. You got to ask yourself the simple question. Will they ever buy a property in your marketplace? And if the answer is yes, stay in touch with them. Follow up seven to 12 times. And, and here's the other thing. I want to tell, tell all of you this. Do not poison your mindset. With the, with the, this should never come out of your mouth. Oh, it's a bad lead. Okay. Now, obviously, if you get a lead that says Mickey Mouse yeah. or Bugs Bunny, right, or Bruce Lee or Michael Jordan, then obviously, you know, it's a fake lead. 
I'm not talking about fake leads. Fake leads suck. It's part of the doing the business, right? But don't get into the habit of saying this is a bad lead because again, you're putting yourself into a poison pill. Remember, you can have wild success in this industry out of every 100 leads you get if you had a 4% conversion rate. That's 96 no's to get four yeses. But I'm going to tell you right now, as an example, in Naples, four yeses equals about 36 grand in real estate commission. Slam the door on me 96 times. Thank you very much. Give me my 36 grand. There is, yeah, there's bad. But here's the thing. You can't poison yourself to think that all these leads are crap. No, I'm going to ask you in return, how many times did you follow up? Were you relentless? Because the money is in the follow-up, right? Maybe your unique selling proposition was not strong enough. Or maybe they just weren't ready to talk to a realtor. They were at the infant stages of making their purchasing decision. Now, here's the stats that I was telling you about earlier, okay? And I'll go through these. Did you know, these are sales statistics uh, from the National Sales Executive Association, okay? They did a study on lead follow-up. And these numbers are like Mm. mind-blowing. Because you got to think about it. Somebody that spent time or money or time and money in generating the leads, right? Why are these stats the way they are? Check this out. 48% of all salespeople, okay? 48, and this is not just the real estate. The real estate industry is worse, okay? The real estate industry is almost like 70%. But overall, in all sales, in all industries, 48% 48% never follow up with a prospect at all. Jeez. And like I said, our industry is even worse. 25% of salespeople make a second contact and stop. 12% of salespeople only make three contacts and stop. Only 10% of all salespeople make more than three contacts. Okay, so that tells you their follow up. But here's what the study also shows. Only 2% of all sales are made on the first contact. Hmm. 3% of all sales are made on the second contact. 5% of all sales are made on the third contact. 10% of all sales are made on the fourth contact. 80% of all conversion in all sales are made on the fifth to the twelfth contact. Wow. So if you look at those numbers, 88%, 88, 90%, 90% of all salespeople never, ever even get to the sweet spot. Unbelievable. And then they wonder why they're failing. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think for anybody that's in sales, I would think that the key component to it is about being persistent. Absolutely. And that's you not something think that. that, yeah, you would think that. And here's the problem. You got to remember in the state of Florida, you uh, it takes about 63 hours to get your real estate license. Prior to taking that class and becoming a licensed realtor in the state of Florida, they were that person might have been a school teacher, a police officer, a firefighter, an EMT. They may have worked in the restaurant industry. They did everything else for the most part other than owning their own business. Okay, And here's the deal. They might be great salespeople, but they don't understand the fundamental basics of running a business, right? Because now there's nobody telling them other than themselves. Hey, you got to follow up five to 12 times. That's where the real money's at. So what happens is, is agents get lackadaisical. They get complacent. 
They're always going to work with the lead that's right in front of them right there and now right. because this takes work. But yeah. the money, 80%, look, 80%. I'm, gonna re- I'm reading it right here. 80% of all sales are made in the fifth to 12th contact. Mm. And so right now, as I mentioned earlier, if you want to be better than about 70% of all realtors out there, make a promise that you're going to call and follow up and make that return phone call. Right off the bat, that makes you different than everybody, the high majority. But if you really, truly want to make money, make a second promise. I Raise your right hand. I promise to follow up a minimum of five to 12 times for every single lead that I get. And here's the great part about this, Anthony, is there's customer relationship managers, CRM yeah. um, system, software out there right. that makes it e- more uh, 10 times easier now than it was just 10 years ago on being able to follow up with these leads. So there really isn't an excuse now. So that's the first conversation I wanted to have, okay? The next conversation that I want you to have is the key word and, and key phrase is I want you to get to the point in your career that you're creating what's called a predictable business. That says that you do this to generate X amount of leads. And every time you generate X amount of leads, your conversion rate is this. And when you multiply your conversion rate times the median sale price in your local market, that means you're going to make this much in income. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So by creating a predictable business, you know on January 1st every year, hey, for me to make 100 grand, I need this many leads to come in on a monthly basis. I'll convert this many into actual sales contracts. And that will equal X amount in commission. So the next thing I need you to figure out is your conversion rate, okay? If we're going to have a conversation about about, um, lead generation, we really got to start talking about lead follow-up and lead conversion rate. So so what is is your conversion rate, okay? Now, doing the math, here's what you're going to need, okay? Number one, and you could do this monthly or last year or whatever the case might be. Monthly, you could do it monthly if you want or maybe the last six months. But ask yourself this question. In the last 30 days, 90 days, six months, how much was my marketing expenses to generate the leads that came in? How much was it? Did you spend five grand, six grand? Did you spend $10,000 in the last, I don't know, month of, uh, of marketing and lead generation? Okay. Out of that, how many... Leads did you generate? So I'll give you an example. If I spent a thousand bucks last month and generated a hundred leads, then my average cost per lead is ten dollars. Okay. However, what I want you to do is also find out how many of those leads did you close. So for example, you generated a hundred leads last month, it cost you a thousand bucks, right? Out of those, you closed four deals. So in all sense and purpose. How much did it cost you for a closed transaction? You spent a thousand bucks, you closed four, two fifty a piece. Mm-hmm. So yes, you might have only paid ten bucks a lead, but how much did it cost you for every closed transaction? In that example, two hundred and fifty bucks. I bet you you'll start looking at your leads a little differently when you know that it, they cost you not ten bucks a lead; they cost you two hundred and fifty dollars. Every single time, you don't want to make that phone call to follow up. Every single time that you go and play golf instead of sending out that email or that text, 
Right? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. You want to make sure that those leads are as cheap as possible at the end of the day. You do. You do. But you also should know exactly the science of real estate. If you're a true entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you should be able to take your your monthly marketing expense to generate your book of business. You should know how many leads came in off of those efforts. Mm-hmm. And then you should know how many out of those leads you converted into actual money going into your pocket in the in the terms of real estate, closings, transactions, right. right? Right. And if you can take those three things, three things and really look at them, you can now start to create a predictable business. Right. So for example, if you know that for every hundred leads you get, you're gonna close four, well, guess what? If you want to close eight deals this month, what do you need? Two hundred leads. Yeah. I need to double down on my ad expense. Instead of a thousand bucks, I need to spend two thousand. You're starting to create a predictable business. I see too many agents rolling out of the bed every day with no business plan, letting it come to them. They check their email, and then from that point on, when they wake up in the morning, everything becomes a re- uh, based on reaction. No, no, you should be able to create a predictable business. And know exactly what your numbers are, what your conversion rate is, and, and so forth and so on. Um, so again, that is something I just want you to do on your own. Take your monthly expense. How many leads did you generate based on that monthly expense? And then what was your conversion rate? How many did you close or how many deals did you put under contract uh, for that? Now, lead conversion system. Okay. This is the same system pretty much for any industry, but I'll talk a little bit more specific to our real estate industry. Once you have generated the prospect, you have to convert them into a client within your lead system. Step one, you got you to gotta convert them to a face-to-face appointment, right? That should always be your goal. Now, don't get me wrong. I know you, every once in a while in your real estate career, you're going to have a client buy something sight unseen, we did a lot of that back in 2005, yeah. 2006, right? Sight Absolutely. unseen. Right. Things have changed quite a bit in the industry. It's not impossible, but you can't rely your entire business model based on buyers purchasing sight unseen. In fact, I would say about 99% of all the buyers you ever work with, you're going to have to meet them face-to-face yeah. prior to them putting something on the contract. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay. So your first goal... Uh, in your lead conversion system, you got to set that face-to-face appointment. Now, the second step, you got to convert that appointment to a signed listing agreement or a signed buyer's broker agreement. You sat down with them. You've expressed to them what you're going to offer them as a realtor. You've gone, uh, you've gone over your game plan with them, and now you got to get them to sign a contract. I'm going to encourage everybody in 2018 where seven... Re- um, where the consumer is now going on seven realtor websites prior to calling a realtor, I would use a buyer broker agreement on every transaction. Okay. Talk to your broker about that. Um, I encourage it. It ties that relationship a little bit better because you got to remember that that buyer might have gone on six other realtor websites. Right. And procuring cause is a very difficult thing to prove. By having that buyer broker agreement, just lets you stand out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's step two. Step three. Pretty simple. Help them sell their home or help them buy a home. Okay? Step um, now, once you get that, okay, you're in the system. You're working with them. Okay? You got them in the lead conversion system. I want you to enter that prospect 
into your contact management system. I want you to send them information on a regular basis that they've requested. I want you to follow up with a phone call to them. Okay. Now, and I'm going to go through a little role playing thing here in a minute, but a lot of you, when you get a lead, you want to stay on the phone with that person forever, an hour, two hours, trying to spill to them why they should hire you as a realtor. Don't do that. That's a common mistake made by many agents. I'm going to go over the script that we use. Your phone calls should last literally three minutes to four minutes. You should listen more and talk less. That's how you're going to start building a relationship uh, with that person. Now, the initial follow-up, and we're going to go over a 7 to 12 step system. The initial follow-up to that person, I would say one of the first things you're going to want to try to get from them is timing and motivation. So, for example, if you were to call my parents right now and said, when are you thinking about moving to Naples, Florida, they would tell you in the next six months. Whatever they say, cut it in half. And in your phone, in your CRM system, on half the dates, so if they said six months, three months from today, set up a reminder that no matter what was going on in your life, you're calling Sally Joe back or Timmy back to have a conversation about real estate. Half the distance. That's the very first lead follow-up that I set up on every single client. And then number four in your lead conversion system Send them regular emails with listings and real estate info and reports that are pertinent to their purchasing. Now, that was step one. Step two, you've got to sit down with them, as we mentioned. Uh, you've got to get them face-to-face. You've got to go over either your VIP buyer presentation or your VIP seller presentation. Why should they do business with you? Now, one of my coaches, Mike Ferry, told me to write this down, so I'm going to tell you to write this down. Every realtor listening right now should write down 10 reasons why a buyer should hire them as their realtor. Why should a buyer hire you? And if you don't have 10 reasons that you know of, find 10 reasons. Okay, maybe it is, you know, you work for a big team or you work for the number one real estate office in town or whatever it is, okay? Everybody should come up with 10 reasons. And then on the flip side, sellers, give me 10 reasons why a seller should hire you to sell their home. And you've got to think outside the box, okay? Because everybody's going to offer high level of customer service, right? Right. Everybody's going to offer a level of professionalism. What's going to make you different? Think outside the box. Come up with 10 reasons. Go over those reasons in your VIP buyer or VIP seller presentation, your face-to-face meet and greet. Step three, we talked about help them sell or help them find a home, right? Now, there's three types of prospects, We're going to go into another category. Understand your prospects, okay? There's three types of prospects, and here's the challenge that I see agents in our industry going after. They're spending a lot of time in this category, no business, okay? Now, we're going to talk about no business, but there's three types of prospects. You have the now business. This is how you're going to label your leads when they come in. Now business is somebody that will buy or sell their home or list their home in four weeks or less. Okay? okay, you need to make them a priority. When you see the words now business because you figured out the timing and motivation, you need to make that client a priority. Then you have future business. This is somebody that's going to buy or list a home in four weeks or more. Okay, in that case, offer to follow up with them at a later time, send them monthly newsletters, get them into an email or a drip campaign. And as I mentioned previously, 
whatever the distance is, once you find out when they would like to make that decision or they're going to make that decision, cut it in half and make sure you follow up with them at the halfway point, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I could That one tip that I just gave you, you're going to pull off extra transactions this year just by that one simple tip. Wow. If that's the only time you follow up, you're going to p- close more deals. And then finally, as I mentioned earlier, no business. I see a lot of agents driving around playing Uber driver, taxi driver with buyers in their car where the buyer's sister's a realtor in town where they have a below 500 credit score and cannot qualify for financing, okay? They don't have a job. And at the end of the day, why do you think, Anthony, a realtor would take the time and drive around with somebody that is unqualified to purchase a home? Why do you think? Because they're desperate for the paycheck. They have no business. So what happens is is anytime the phone rings, they jump and they get in the car and they race out there and they forget all fundamental basics of getting somebody qualified, finding out their timing and motivation, finding out if they've been pre-qualified by a lender. And here's the thing. The only way that you can solve that problem is to get more leads Mm -hmm. because when you have more leads, you're going to be... Very, you know, you're going to focus a little bit more on the one, on 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 the on the now business and maybe the future business, and you're going to weed out consumers that just cannot buy a home. And it's not there's nothing more frustrating than watching, uh, especially rookie realtors, mm-hmm. running around town for a unicorn that's never going to give them a commission check. Okay. Now, points to remember. So you got a lead. Now what? Well, make the initial call, okay? In the world of lead generation, you got to understand that calls are the core of the real estate business. If you excel at conversion, your real estate business will explode. I repeat, if you excel at conversion, your real estate business will explode. So for example, the average conversion rate, 2 to 4%. Imagine if you became an expert at lead follow-up and you took the same 100 leads that the average realtor would close two to four, but you closed eight. Mm-hmm. Cha-ching. Right. All of a sudden, your ROI goes through the roof. You're efficient. Um, your ad spend isn't as, as high as everybody else and you're rocking and rolling. Now, here's the other thing you got to remember. Calling the leads and being bad at it is better than not calling them at all. Okay, even if you don't know what to say, I encourage you pick up the phone. Even if you stumble on your words, pick up the phone. Even if uh, you're not experienced at all in the neighborhood that the lead's asking about anything, pick up the phone. And here's the deal: there's scripts out there by Mike Ferry, Craig Proctor, Tom Ferry. Follow the script, even if you have to read it initially. Okay. It's better to imitate than innovate. Right. And if you have to read it word for word every time you make a phone call, then so be it. Because picking up the phone and calling is a lot better, a lot better than not calling at all. Another tip, the sooner that you call the lead, the easier the conversion process will be. And I'm going to go over a little study that was done by my hometown of Massachusetts, MIT. They did a study on real estate leads uh, recently, and I'm going to go over that. But here's the deal. You're going to find that when you call a lead back, within minutes of receiving a lead, 
it becomes much easier to convert. Mm. Now you're not playing phone tag with that person for the next whatever. They're probably still in front of their computer. They're probably still on your website. So calling them immediately, as you'll find out, is very, very critical. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, calls should only take two to three minutes. Talk less, listen more. You're not making the call to be their best friend. You're making the call to provide a service. The lead came in. They asked for specific information about a property, about a neighborhood, about something to do with real estate. Be a professional and answer the question. Because if you answer the question, remember, you're still better than the 70% of the agents that didn't call. Right. You're still better than the 80% of the agents that did call that stopped calling after three calls. If you are professional, you follow up, that business, that lead will always be yours. Right. Okay? Um, as I mentioned earlier, don't deviate from the script. If you're new, imitate before you innovate. Now, let me ask you a couple things. Anthony, why do you think agents don't call? Why do you think 70% of the agents will never even call one time? I think it's a fear overall. I think it's just a fear of not knowing what to do or how to go about continuing to keep a lead warm. Yeah. Um, you hit that right on the head. It's it's fear. It's fear-based. Fear of picking up the phone. Mm. Think about that. I've got this phone, this mobile device. I'm going to pick it up right now. Can it shock me? Can I die from this? No, not no. at all. Can I, can I get electrocuted? Can I hurt myself in any way, right? The answer is no. No matter what that consumer says on the other line, Derek, you're ugly. Derek, you're fat. Derek, you're the worst realtor ever in the history. You suck. Mm-hmm. You are their horrible realtor. What can they really do to you? Hang up the phone. Call the next lead. Okay, because here's the deal. Every single time you let fear come into the play, come into play, you're taking money from your family and you're putting it in to another realtor's family's hands. Okay? And at the end of the day, here's the thing. Who cares? Right. Who cares? You're in the sales position. Stop putting excuses in front of you like fear, okay? Which is legit. But I'm going to tell you right now that's ridiculous. You are a business owner. Imagine if you worked for your boss, which just happens to be you, and and they said, hey, listen, I need you to make phone calls to all these leads. And you looked at your boss, which is you, mm-hmm. and said, I can't do that. I'm afraid. Right. You would fire yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay? So fear of pick up, picking up the phone is the number one reason why those calls are not made. Get over yourself. Nothing bad will happen to you. You might have an unpleasant conversation. Guess what? Hang up and call the next lead. Right. Fear of rejection is another one. Okay? Fear of hearing the words no. Well, suck it up, buttercup, because I'm going to hear to tell you that 96 no's out of 100 leads equals four yeses. I actually train my agents, go for no. The faster you can get through your 96 no's means you're closer to the four yeses, right, right. which means what? About 36 grand in commission checks on every four deals you close here locally. Tell me no, and I'll look back at you with a smile on my face. See, that's the attitude of a salesperson. Now, I know that we're not robots and things affect us and they hurt us and, and we feel emotionally, but I'm going to tell you right now. If you need a thick skin in this industry, right. because you're not going to, I don't care how good you are. 
Even the number one agent in your marketplace was told no this week, and and somebody else took that listing from them. Yeah. Or that buyer went to another realtor. Even somebody with more experience than you was told no. So how can you feel bad by being rejected? And listen, for you guys listening, we already know what it's like to be rejected. Yeah. It's called the dating scene, That's right? That's it. All the time. <laughs> um, and here's the other thing, too. is Another reason why, Anthony, that agents don't make that call is they had a bad experience in the past with cold calling. Newsflash. If you get a lead that called you from a sign, you got in your inbox on your email, or somebody inboxed you on Facebook or whatever, they filled out your lead form. Newsflash, that is not cold calling. Right. That is somebody that inquired on your platform to learn more about information in the world of real estate. Pick up the phone and help them. There's nobody better in town than you. Because you're going to be relentless in helping them buy or sell a property. Okay, so do not confuse past bad experiences with cold calling. Okay, um, many agents they mistake warm leads with cold calling leads. They are not the same. Get it? Get it straight. Now, yeah. here's the thing: this is a universal callback script, and you can find this online. But I want to tell you where a lot of agents make their initial mistake. It's on the initial phone call to the consumer. Okay. They try to be their friend, as I mentioned earlier. They they talk much more than they listen, right? And I'll give you an example. This is how it usually goes. Ring, ring, ring. Hello? Hi, is John there? This is John. How are you today, John? Mm. Um, Good. Who is this? <laughs> oh, this is Derek. I'm a realtor. Um, What are you calling for? Right off the bat, John doesn't know if you're a telemarketer. Bill collector, scam artist. Right. You just put him in a defensive position. Here's what I've trained my agents to do. Hi, is John there? This is John. Hi, John. This is Derek Carlson with MVP Realty. And the reason for my call is you just inquired about property in Compass Landon. I'm about to email you that information. Is that okay? Right. You I yes, of course. You identified yourself. You reminded John that he requested the information and you got him to say the first magical world in sales. Yes. Yes. He wasn't defensive. You got him to say yes. And then you immediately go into the rest of the script. Hey, John, so let me ask you this. Are you thinking about moving in the next three to six months? Wait for it. Do you currently rent a home or do you own? Wait for it. Right. If you were to move, when do you think the might time right? When do you think the uh, the right time will be for you to make that move? You're trying to find out timing and motivation. And mm-hmm. again, if anybody wants a script, you can always email me. But you can find this online. It's called the Universal Callback Script. Um, imitate before you innovate. And I'm going to tell you that one little tip mm-hmm. of how you present yourself on that initial call is critical. I was going to ask you real quick. Uh, one of the things, obviously, with people in technology, the way they communicate is through texting and through emails. Yeah. How do you feel about taking those scripts that you talk about over the phone and using them at moments via text? Um, every consumer is going to be wanted. They're going to want to be responded to differently. I do not believe texting them from the get is the best way to go. Okay. Um, because example, you try doing that to my mother, <laughs> she's going to go, who's this person? Right. Right. 
don't get me wrong, once you build a relationship with that person, you might find that that person wants to be um, communicated with via email or one another person might want text. Other person might not have either and they want you to uh, mail them stuff. I've, have, I've had buyers say, can you mail me that stuff? Right. Because they don't even have email, right? I do believe the initial phone call is still critical okay? because that's how you're going to have that three-minute conversation about timing and motivation. And again, if you notice from that script, I'm not trying to be their friend. I'm not trying to brag about my stats. I'm going to send them the information that they provided me, right? And in that conversation, they said, yeah, I'm thinking about buying in the next four months. Boom. The first lead follow-up? Two months. Two months in, I'm I'm putting a little message to myself. Call Joe in two months or email him or whatever. The next thing I think everybody should use is when you get somebody on the phone for the first time, create what's called a lead sheet a lead sheet. It's a buyer or seller questionnaire. On that, you'll have the things like the date and the lead source and the property that they might have been interested. And then you just go down and you can answer these questions either with them over the phone. And again, if you type in realtor lead sheet or buyer questionnaire, you'll find this online. And it's just common questions. How many bedrooms, how many baths? And then you use that to write your notes that you can then transfer over to your customer relationship manager once you get that lead off the phone. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. Five minutes or less. Okay. As I mentioned earlier, there was MIT study and the study was designed to identify what day of the week, time of day and time from creation to call back for an online web generated lead. And they're trying to find the optimal contact and qualification rates. And the study examined over 15,000 leads at MIT in Massachusetts. These kids studied that and out of the 15,000 leads, they made over 100,000 call attempts. And then they wrote down their stats so people could understand a little bit better what was going on with these leads. Now, so what do you think the best time of day to call a lead back is based on this study? The best time. The best time to call, I would say, after work. Okay. Eh. Trick question. <laughs> now. Right when the lead comes in, okay? But here's the deal. (laughs) We're talking about follow-up. So right when the lead comes in, now's the best time. Gotcha. Five minutes or less, and we're going to go over that. But let's say you make that first attempt, and you need to follow up with them later on in the day. The best time, according to MIT, is between 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. Okay? They've... out of all 15,000 leads they studied mm-hmm. and 100,000 phone call attempts, that is when they were able to get a person on the phone right. more likely than not. The worst time to call was 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. noon. People are getting ready for lunch. Right. They, they don't want to talk to you because they're on doing their own thing. Okay. So that's the best time of day to call except for now. Now is the best time. But if you have to follow up, um, that's that. Now, in the first hour of when a lead came in, in the first hour, okay, the odds of calling a contact a lead decreased by over 10 times in the first hour alone. Wow. Okay? So what does that mean? Um, The odds of, uh, and I'll go over this, the odds of uh, calling to qualify a lead decreased by over six times in the first hour. That's the qualify. So in this study, they've come to the conclusion that you have about an 89% chance in the first hour, okay, um, to convert that lead. But in the first, I'm sorry, in the first five minutes of that first hour, 
you have an 89% chance okay. Okay. of converting that lead on the phone. Right. If you wait just 15 minutes, it drops to about 18%. Wow. In 15 minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. So what does that tell you? It tells you that speed wins, period, end of story. Speed wins. And again, so I encourage all of you, go Google that MIT study. Um, you'll see everything I talked about, the best times to call and so forth and so on. It talks about calling back within five minutes or less. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, the odds of contact on a lead if called in five minutes versus 30 minutes dropped 100 times in that 30 minutes. Mm. Crazy. I mean, the stats are absolutely crazy. Now, the tools needed. CRM system, customer relationship managers. There's a lot of them out there. I'll go through them uh, as an example. You've got uh, followupboss.com. You've got Big Purple Dot. You've got Realty Juggler. You've got Line Desk. You've got Zerple. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, they all work. Every one of them. So pick one that you will actually use. Don't pick one that's too complicated. Don't pick one that's too costly where you have to shut it down because you don't have the $79 a month. Right. Pick one that you will use. So for example, the one that I used for the longest time was Realty Juggler. It was $99 a, y- a year. Then you had a coupon code for $20. Bucks, so it was $79 for the entire year. Mm-hmm. That's it. But it did a lot of the things I needed to follow up 7 to 12 times. And here's the thing. When you're thinking of a CRM system, whatever it is, and I'll give you my three my three favorite for the money is Realty Juggler, Lion Desk, and Follow Up Boss. Those are my three favorite. Okay. Now, obviously, you can go up and get Boomtown CRM system and so forth. But again, I would rather have you spend more money on the lead generation than the actual CRM system, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, either you're it's simple: are you going to either follow up with your leads, or you're not going to follow up with your leads? It's, it's a simple question. Um, if you're going to follow up with your leads, these other three that I just mentioned, Lion Desk, Realty Juggler, and Follow Up Boss, all do the job. 25 to 60, 70 bucks a month max. You don't have to break the bank on that. But here's the deal. KISS. When it comes to CRM systems, customer relationship managers, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> okay, It's a design principle by the U.S. Navy. They came up in the 1960s. Right, The KISS principle states that most systems work best if they are kept simple rather than made complicated. Therefore, simplicity should be a goal in design and unnecessary uh, complexity should be avoided at all costs. What I see with some of these CRM systems, they're so damn complicated. They have you flying up to Atlanta to go to their class for a week. Then you got to, I mean, they're too complicated. Right. You're not going to use them. The average realtor will not use them. So keep it simple, stupid. And again, don't spend a lot of money. And my favorite quote from our, from our guy, Bill Gates, the first rule of any technology used in a business is that automation applied to an uh, efficient operation will magnify the efficiency. The second is that automation applied to an inefficient operation will magnify the inefficiency that's from uh, bill gates okay so you want to make sure it's simple you want to make sure it's something that you're actually going to use because at the end of the day do you know how many crm systems i bought back in the day Jeez. and i just i would never use them they were too complicated yeah i finally found you know realty juggler lion desk big purple dot all those follow-up boss they all work just fine okay um now your 7 to 12 follow-up system here's my suggestion 
Number one, call the lead back within five minutes or less. I don't care if you need a Google voice phone number that goes off a little bit differently or a second phone line that all your leads funnel through. Yeah. Call it the bat line, the bat phone. When that goes off, you answer it. When that lead comes in, that text, you call back within five minutes. Right. Regardless. Okay. When you call back, if you have to read the script, talk, uh, uh, listen more, talk less. Okay, you should be on the phone three to three minutes or less, four minutes, five minutes tops. And here's what I want you to do. How would you like to be followed up with as a consumer? Right now, today, sit down and write seven to 12 follow-ups for er an action plan for every single lead that you generate. Number one, follow-up number one, call within five minutes or less. Number two, find out their motivation and timing and cut it in half. That will be the second attempt, okay, somewhere in the wheel. Number three, email them what they wanted. So, for example, that person that wanted the information on Compass Landing, I'm going to email it to them. Number four, three days after I email them their information, I follow up to make sure they got the email. Mm -hmm. Number five, a week from now, I follow up again with another phone call. I set them up on property alerts on the MLS, so every time a new property that meets the criteria is released in the MLS, it's sent to them. I set them up on drip mail, okay? When you start doing these things, in, in 30 days, I write a note to myself on my action plan using the CRM to mail them a personal note card, stuff like that. But the goal is, is to sit down right now and write out 7 to 12 actions and use that for every single lead that you generate and if you can make that promise to yourself i'm going to tell you right now you're going to make a lot of money uh in this industry um just to recap um most internet leads go cold in about five minutes five minutes or less okay will you follow up approximately 70 percent of all leads in our industry never get a return phone call 48 percent overall uh, for all sales in all industry um Make sure that you, when you receive the lead, you call the lead, wait for the response. Now, here's a little trick. Want to hear the trick? Go for it. Okay. When you get a lead that might not be responsive, here's what I want you to do. This is, a, this is what I'm going to tell you is scandalous, but it works if you want to try to really get somebody on the phone. Call them. Let it go to voicemail. Immediately call back. Let it go to voicemail. Call back a third time. Rapid fire. Mm. On the third time, you know what that person thinks? It's an emergency. Jeez. And they pick it up. (laughs) Hey, I didn't say it was right. Right. I said it was scandalous. But some of the top agents have figured that out, that with the mobile device. Come on, think about it. Somebody rapid fires calls you three times in a row. Right. Important. You're picking it up. Yeah. You're picking it up, Mm -hmm. okay? So, again, three times rapidly by the third or fourth call, they're going to pick up that call, and now you just get them on the phone. Now, obviously, you got to go right again. They're going to be concerned because they thought the worst, but now you got them on the phone, okay? Um, Two great reports that I want you to go Google right now. You can Google this. How to get your unclosable deals to convert through the simple real estate survey process. Google that. 
Also, three reasons why your real estate lead conversion is terrible. Take those words, Google that as well. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, lead conversion is literally how bad do you want it? Every time you don't call that lead back, you're giving it to another realtor because they will buy a property in your hometown. Right. You had an opportunity. You did nothing with it. That needs to stop in our industry. And that's what I got for you. Like I said, I just wanted to go over briefly today the various CRM systems, the stats, the science behind why uh, some of the agents don't follow up. And again, if you want to be different and you want to run your business like a business and, and create a predictable business, you got to start with following up with your leads. Um, it truly is the foundation of our real estate industry. That sounds good, Derek. And with that said, as you said, 70% of the leads not receiving a follow-up uh, is a big failure in our industry. And I think the key, like you said, having a predictable business model and systems are integral. So once again, Derek, thank you so much for thank your time you. and educating us. And thanks for listening in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, The Science of Real Estate Agent Marketing. <laughs>